to Datsuk. What a move! Right in, oh. scores! Wow. Oh, but Datsuk in deep, that's a beauty! Heisman moving blue line, chance, scores! You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Octopi Hockey Town with your host, Austin Goodman. Hey, hey, Hockey Town. This is Austin Goodman coming to you with another edition of MSU's only radio podcast that gives you all the information someone would need to know about the Detroit Red Wings. Octopi Hockey Town is back again, and we have a happier, less anxious tone today because the Red Wings had a phenomenal week of hockey. The team has played the best that they have all season this week. Wow, guys, just wow. Who would have thought that the team could go from being in the 10th slot in the Eastern Conference to the 7th spot in the Eastern Conference in a mere week? Well, I did, and I laid it out for you guys right here on Octopi last week, the week before, always talking about down the stretch, and finally, the stretch is here, and the Red Wings are playing well. They took home seven of eight points, losing one game And it was in overtime, the last game of the week, to the Minnesota Wild. Like I said, in overtime after Thomas Tatar had tied it up with a beautiful top-shelf goal over the glove hand of Brzgalov. The loss came when Matt Molson got the tip of his stick on a puck flying towards the net and was redirected past Jimmy Howard. Jakob Kindle had Molson tied up but could not have been in a better position. And quite frankly, guys, I really am not that upset with this loss. The Red Wings beat Toronto, Pittsburgh, and the Wild in their first of the home-and-home series this week. Gustav Nyquist is the NHL's first star of the week with six goals and one assist, tied for the lead in the league in points with seven points. The guy is red hot. We will discuss the Red Wings success and the keys to why the Red Wings are having so much success down the stretch in our first segment. And then we'll discuss the greatest wing as of late in depth, Gustav Nyquist. After we praise Gus for his recent successes, we will move on to the key returns of the week in Yoakam Anderson, Darren Helm, and Jonas Gustafsson all coming off that injury list, all got back into the Joe Louis Arena locker room and got dressed and played. Todd Bertuzzi went down with the flu, but at least it isn't another broken bone for the Red Wings. Landon Ferraro debuted for the Red Wings this week. His father actually played his last game ever against the Detroit Red Wings. We'll discuss a little bit about that in that segment. And then finally, guys, we'll finish up the show with a bit of insight looking into next week and making sure that everyone knows this is the most important week of hockey the Red Wings will play all year, facing off against divisional opponents that are clearly going to give the Red Wings a run for their money when it comes to keeping that playoff spot that they earned this past week. The Wings will play Columbus, Toronto, Montreal, and Tampa Bay next week. This week, starting this evening, Tuesday, March 25th, all of which are fighting for playoff spots coming down the stretch here in the crazy Eastern Conference. But guys, before we go into next week, we got to wrap up this week. And that all starts on Tuesday, March 18th, 7.30 p.m. The game started against the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Joe Louis Arena. So like I was saying, guys, they played at Joe Louis Arena. Gustav Nyquist actually got both of the starting goals of the game. 
The first goal came at 12.50 in the first period, and then the next goal game, there was no goal scored the rest of the first period, no goals in the second, but Gustav Nyquist came out in that third period and got the Red Wings a 2-0 lead, but it was answered by Toronto with one goal from Jake Gardner. But guys, Daniel Alfredson finally put one back in the net at 17.27 to give the Red Wings a 3-1 lead. James Van Riemsdyk at 18:47 tried to get it back with a little bit of tea, with, with a little bit of a tipping off of Dion Phaneuf, but guys, James couldn't do it. He couldn't finish off the game. It was only three to two. They needed three to send it in overtime, and they could not do it. Howard, honestly, guys, played the best that I have seen him play in month. I mean, guys, the entire month, months. Whatever you want to say, he had an amazing sprawling save against Phil Kessel. He had an amazing game. I thought he played really well. He went 31 for 33 with a .939 save percentage. The Glendening line, guys, that was actually causing some problems for the other team in a couple of ways. They were strong on the puck, and they were strong on defense. There wasn't a lot of room to skate when they were out there, and that is great for that line. Good defense from the entire team. And Gustav Nyquist, like I was saying, guys, he had a stellar game. He had a stellar week. He's had a stellar month. He has been playing so well for the Red Wings. We'll talk about him and only him in a later segment of this episode of Octopi. Guys, Daniel Alfredson got a very clutch goal towards the end of the game to give the Wings just enough. The two biggest parts of the victory, though, Toronto leads Detroit in the standings, and the fact that the Wings got both points without letting the game get into overtime, that is very key. Jonathan Erickson unfortunately fell in the game with a broken finger that might require surgery. He is going to be out for four to six weeks. I believe the surgery is going to happen. I think that it's going to take him a little bit longer you know, than that four weeks. I think he'll come back in about five, leaving him returning towards the first round of the playoffs if the Red Wings hold out their playoff spot and move into the playoffs. You know, guys, further evaluation of that hand will need to be made later after he recovers a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. It's hockey, and the Red Wings know the injury list will just keep piling up, and you need to keep on trucking with the players that you have out on the ice. Todd Bertuzzi was back on the ice, guys. Another veteran back on the ice, and is what the Red Wings needed. Landon Ferraro actually debuted in this game, and he played a great game. Solid defense, solid penalty killing. The Wings did give a lot of chances to Toronto on the power play, but, you know, they held it very, very strong with the penalty kill. They were taking a lot of penalties, but, you know, it is what it is. Quick goals in the third kept happening. They scored two goals in the third period, and if it wasn't for Alfredson, the game wouldn't have been sent into overtime for a potential loss. It would have been sent into overtime, and, guys, it would have given points to Toronto, and every point is so important at this point in the season. But guys, the Red Wings got the victory. They got that two points. They got into regulation, and they moved on to the Pittsburgh Penguins, which they played on Thursday, March 20th. And Daniel Alfredson just continued on his streak alongside Gustav Nyquist, who scored the first and second goal, respectively, in the game. Gustav Nyquist got a power play goal, 435 in the second period, to add to the third goal of the week for Gustav, and he just kept going, as we already know. I told you in that intro there. And Daniel Alfredson got the game-winning goal, 459 left in the game, knocked the puck off of 17 different spots, ended up behind Marc-Andre Fleury. And guys, I really have no idea how the Red Wings won this game, but they did. 
unfortunately, Pittsburgh tied up the game towards the end. Craig Adams got a wrist shot past Howard at 14-17, left in the or into the third period and the overtime period, guys. One second away from a dreaded shootout that has been so rough for the Red Wings all season. Daniel Alfred Alfredson put a goal away, assisted by Gustav Nyquist, and oddly enough, Kyle Quincy, guys. Daniel Alfredson and Gustav Nyquist, they're hot right now, and they got that victory for the Detroit Red Wings over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, guys, they were they were not letting up on the Red Wings. 43 shots against Jimmy Howard. Jimmy stopped 39 of 43. He had a 9.07 save percentage. Love that. You got to love it. The Wings took a lot of penalties, though, guys, and they need to stop taking so many penalties or eventually will bite them in the butt, whether or not it is in the regular season or in the playoffs. Taking penalties is not a good thing. That means you are not in position. You are struggling to get into your position, and they need to change that. Their penalty killing, though, it got them the victory. They were five minutes on the penalty kill going into the overtime period and at the end of the third period. Guys, played great on the penalty kill. Daniel Albertson is really starting to kick it into high gear because he realized that he needs to. He's a veteran. He's 18 years in the league, and the Red Wings were struggling with many injuries going into last week, and Daniel Albertson got them out of it alongside Gustav Nyquist, and he is on fire like Waka Flocka Flame, guys. Oh, man, it is lovely to watch. Like I said, Howard is playing extremely well. I've said in episodes before Howard is a down-the-stretch playoff goaltender, and he will prove his buck to you every single time. The Wings need to shoot a bit more, but guys, massive two points here. The team could have easily lost, but the goal with literally .4 seconds left was so lucky. But it was a game, and they won, and it was a beautiful win, and the Red Wings got two points. Added that onto the two from Toronto, making four, four on the week, already more than they had the week before, and they just kept on going, guys. And by keep on going, guys, I mean that they won the next game, and that next game was a home-and-home. Home. You know, they had two games. They had it on the 22nd and the 23rd, 2 p.m., the 22nd against the Minnesota Wild, and then again against the Wild on that Sunday. So, guys, let's start it with the 22nd, and that 22nd, March 22nd, that Saturday, the Red Wings actually got off to a poor start. They, they let up a power play goal at 538. Minnesota scored Miko Koivu uh, from Ryan Suter and Matt Molson. Matt Molson actually had a great game for the Minnesota Wild. I will give it to him, but Brendan Smith came back about five minutes later on a power play goal of the Red Wings' own, and Brendan Smith put it away from David Legwan and Jakob Kindle, who was starting to get into the affair. And speaking of David Legwan, into the second period, he got his own goal at 17:24, his own power play goal. It was a wrist shot from Riley Sheehan, and again, Jakob Kindle. Jakob Kindle had a really good game, guys, and I love to see that. Jakob Kindle has been struggling for most of the season and seasons before. You know, I'm not really a big Jakob Kindle fan, but, you know, it is what it is. In the third period, Minnesota was actually granted a penalty shot 15 seconds into the third period. Charlie Coyle, he scored against Jimmy Howard, tying the game 2-2. Two to two. But Gustav Nyquist, guys, he came back from Riley Sheehan and Brennan Smith, and he scored one at 5-19, which went on to give the Red Wings the victory. Each team took 30 shots, but guys, Jimmy Howard was just one goal better. He had a .933 compared to Darcy's .900. 
Howard played well, like I said, twenty eight for thirty, made a lot of clutch saves. He may not he may not have made a lot of saves, but he made a lot of good saves. This is Howard's time of the year. He really hones it in right here, and that's what I love to see. Strong play in the neutral zone. It was a good game from Kyle Quincy. They got the first win of the home-and-home, and and that was a great thing for the Red Wings. The Wild were coming out for a win. They haven't lost at home in regulation in a while, but they got the loss. And then they went to Detroit the next night, and they posed them a challenge, guys. Gustav Nyquist, he kept on that scoring streak. He got a power play goal at 13.45 on that Sunday evening game, and then he got another goal at 18.27, a backhand shot from Thomas Tatar, giving him two goals in that Sunday matchup. And then things went south, guys. Minnesota scored 11.57, the power play goal of them of their own in the second period. And then the third period, Charlie Coyle, Zach Parise, both got goals very shortly after one another. Just under two minutes, guys, and that is not good. A 3-2 lead for Minnesota. Luckily, Thomas Tatar came out with a beautiful stop-and-start shot over the glove hand of Brzgalov into the left corner, and he got a beautiful goal for the Red Wings to tie up the game, get them an extra point, make that seven points on the week, and move into the overtime period. But unfortunately, the Red Wings finished their week on a sour note. Matt Molson got a tip-in off of Jonas Brodin's shot, and Charlie Coyle also got an assist. He played great against the Red Wings. Charlie Coyle did 215 into the overtime period, guys. The Minnesota Wild got that extra point. They got two. The Red Wings only got one. But like I'm saying, seven points out of eight is pretty good for a week. They once again had big play from Jimmy Howard. Even though he only faced 25 shots and went 21 for 25, he made a lot of clutch saves. And, you know, Minnesota was getting a lot of good opportunities. And that really transpires back to defense. And there wasn't a lot of strong defensive play out of the Red Wings on that Sunday afternoon, except for one person. And that one person is Brennan Smith. He has been playing so well as of late. Not only is he getting good assists and a couple of nice goals here and there, he's playing his role perfectly. He's a strong player. He's sticking his nose into plays, making good decisions, and playing smart hockey on the defensive end to cut down the workload for Jimmy, as well as making the team around him that much better. And like I'm saying, guys, Gustav Nyquist and Thomas Tatar both playing incredibly well. The wrist shot that they both are capable of firing off so quickly is extremely impressive for any hockey player and has been a highlight reel to watch all season long. The loss of either of these players will honestly mean the loss of the remainder of the season, and that's a promise, guys. Gustav Nyquist and Thomas Tatar, they really are studs. But most most importantly, being a stud You have to transpire that into points, and Gustav Nyquist has done that. And guys, that brings me to the next segment of Octopi. We're talking about Gustav Nyquist and how he is the NHL's first star of the week. And to be named the first star of the week, guys, Nyquist has had one of the best weeks of his very promising career. At a young age of 24 years old, he is tied for the league lead with seven points to help the Red Wings get seven to eight points, seven out of eight points this week, and he was a massive contribution of help. They moved from 10th to 7th. Like I said before, against Toronto, he had two goals, and then he followed up against Pittsburgh with a plus-two performance, getting a goal and an assist. He assisted Daniel Alfredson on his last second game-winning goal. 
The home-and-home against Minnesota was a massive point of shine for the young Swedish All-Star as well. He scored his fifth game-winning goal of the season against the Wild in the first in St. Paul on the 22nd and then capped his week with two goals and a plus-two rating. His fourth multiple-point game of the season. Guys, unfortunately, the Wings did go on to lose the game, but that is because of the Wild were doing pretty well until the home-and-home and that the Wings were playing extremely well the entire game guys I promise you they were playing well you know I have to say that the best parts of Nyquist is this he's 24 years old he has 23 goals and 17 assists this season bringing him to 40 points in 46 games played he has seven goals one assist with a plus eight rating during a five game goal slash point streak and a league-leading 18 goals in 23 games since January 20th. The only people in front of him are Claude Giroux and Jerome Aginla. Before the Red Wings started to make their stretch to the playoffs was January 20th. Now, Gustav Nyquist is stepping it up. Now, he is turning into a leader. Now he is always keeping his feet moving. He has one of the best wrist shots in the league right now. He's dangerous, he's lethal, and it's from everywhere and anywhere. It is time for Nyquist to be at the top of his game, and the best part is he is very young. A future captain alongside defensive prodigy Danny DeKaiser, both of those players have been playing incredibly well for the Detroit Red Wings, guys. But most importantly, Gustav Nyquist. Gustav is a great player. He is smart. He is always strong in the puck, and he has one of the best most creative wrist shots that I've seen thus far in the NHL. Guys, Gustav Nyquist has played very stellar throughout these last few weeks that the Red Wings have been playing, but that's really all I have to say about Gus. He's playing great, and hopefully he can keep up that great play. But guys, enough about ranting about Gustav Nyquist, and we all know how great he is. I want to move on, and I want to talk about the return of Darren Helm, Jonas Gustafsson and Joachim Anderson. First, I'd like to start off with Jonas Gustafsson. He has not played yet, but the, that is only because he is backing up Jimmy Howard, who is a great down-the-stretch goaltender, like I've been saying. This is Howard's time of the year, and at this point, he is showing it. He has had a lot of really clutch blocker saves, glove, pad saves, everything in the past few games that would have been let up by Jimmy in the later parts of December. But with Gustafsson healthy, guys, it brings one great thing, and that is a ready-to-back-up goaltender for Jimmy Howard that has been struggling with injuries all season as well. This gives the Red Wings depth in the net and an opportunity to put in a goaltender that has been playing better than Howard has all season into the net if need be. But Howard is playing better than Gus is right now and they're going to go with the hot hand, and that hot hand falls into the hand of Jimmy Howard. But Jonas Gustafsson, if he needs to play, if he can play, which he clearly can, he's all dressed up, he's ready to back up, he can play, and they're going to put him in there. Darren Helm, the return of Helm helps the Wings on all levels of the game. He's a great penalty killer. He's fast, smart, with the puck, and very willing. Sometimes it's caused him a little bit of problems, but to go into the boards with anybody and anything and grab the puck he's strong he's fearless and he's smart also young you know he's been referred to as a band-aid but guys when the band-aid is fresh it is 
perfectly usable. Hopefully the Wings can keep Helmer healthy throughout the remainder of the season. He's playing great alongside Miller and Glendening. And when the Red Wings get a couple more guys back, he'll be able to play alongside of even better names. The combination of those two grinders, though, right now with the speed of Helm has, you know, a great balance to it. And this line has started in games before. And you know what, guys? I like that. And finally, Yokum Anderson, another penalty killer that is great for the Detroit Red Wings. Todd Bertuzzi went down with the flu, and Yokum Anderson was a late game-time decision coming off of a broken foot, and he looked a little off in the first 10 minutes of Sunday's game. But I think that he's doing well, and he is ready to get out on the ice, and Todd Bertuzzi will hopefully be back as well off of that flu. Hopefully he's feeling a little bit better, isn't so cold, Got a little bit of the chills, but guys, let's get them back out onto the ice and see what they both can do together. Like I'm saying, guys, all of these players returning, there is so much depth to the Red Wings. Pavel Datsuk has stated recently that his return is sooner rather than later. He tweeted it on Monday. This was yesterday. He's talking. He's there. He's skating. He's back out practicing, and hopefully Red Wings faithful can see Pavel Datsuk back out on the ice within the next week, and that will be a wonderful day for all Detroit Red Wings fans, guys. I am so excited for it. Personally, Pavel Datsu back on the ice alongside Darren Helm, Joachim Anderson, and then eventually the return of Justin Ablicator, Jonathan Erickson, and Thomas Yurko. Guys, there's a lot of players that need to come back for the Red Wings. They will, and they will continue to play better and better and better coming down the stretch of the season, and that's a great thing to have coming out of your team, going down into the playoffs. But speaking of going down into the playoffs, I am talking about next week now, guys. And this is the preview of next week that I always love to do. And we're starting off with tonight's game. It's at 7.30 p.m. in the Nationwide Arena against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The important players to this game, Gustav Nyquist, Darren Helm, and Joachim Anderson, all continuing to make an impact upon their returns. Gustav Nyquist has been there, but Darren Helm and Joachim Anderson are making their returns. They're great penalty killers, and the Blue Jackets are going to be physical because it's a big game for both of them. I mean, both teams need the win. It's going to be a gritty game. It's going to be strong, and both of those players need to step up. Gustav Nyquist needs to get those goals that he's capable of getting, and hopefully the Red Wings can win this game. This will be the game that separates the Jackets and the Wings in the standings. It'll be the first game of a very big week for the Wings, and they will have two regular points that they need to get against the Jackets. You know, a lot of strong puck play, a lot of neutral zone play, a lot of shots from Tatar and Nyquist are all things that are going to go into winning this game tonight. Like I said, Nationwide Arena against the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight, 7.30 p.m. Check it out. Against the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday, the Red Wings will play at Joe Louis Arena at 7 o'clock. The important players to this game, guys, the return of Thomas Yurko is potential in this game, coming off of a broken rib that he was supposed to be sitting for a week. Hopefully Todd Bertuzzi will play tonight, and if he doesn't, the next game against Montreal. The importance of this game, guys, is stopping the force of P.K. Subban, who has been so strong throughout the entire season, and getting Carey Press to move around in that net. 
You know, I think that Carey Price is honestly one of the best goaltenders in the entire world right now, and he is truly proving it. Hopefully the Red Wings can get a couple pucks passed. The Montreal Canadiens are playing extremely well, but the Red Wings have fared well against them this season, so hopefully they can get a victory out there. I'm expecting wins out of the Columbus game, but I don't know about that Montreal game, guys. It could go into overtime, and it could be a loss. You never know, but those Montreal Canadiens are hot right now. But speaking of Canadians. We're going to the other side of Canada and we are talking the Toronto Maple Leafs. Saturday, March 29th, 7 p.m. at the Air Canada Centre. Important players to this game eh, is Gustav Nyquist and Daniel Alfredson. Both of those players need to, need to be at the top of their game. And of course, the potential return of the magic man, Pavel Datsuk. If he is 100% coming back off of his three-week shutdown, which is the 26th, he will need to a couple days of practice. The important parts of this game, guys, is the importance of this game itself. The Red Wings need this victory. It's like playing the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight on Saturday. By that time, there will be a few games that have been played. You know, the the uh, standings will have been jumbled around a little bit. And, guys, I'm telling you, this Red Wings team needs to get that victory against Columbus and against Toronto. It's not as important to get a win against Montreal, but they need to knock off the Jackets and they need to knock off the Maple Leafs in order to have a solid stance in the Eastern Conference standings in that top eight, and hopefully the Red Wings can pull it off. Um, they will actually play another game against the Tampa Bay Lightning Sunday, March 30th, 5 p.m. at the Joe Louis Arena. They're going to be doing a lot of traveling, guys, in a short amount of time. This is going to be a hard game, and Jimmy Howard needs to be stellar in this game. Steven Stamkos is a big goal scorer, and he has been on fire since his return, and he is going to be a threat, especially after a tough game the night before against the Leafs, guys. It's going to pose a challenge for the Red Wings. Hopefully the Red Wings can keep their shift short because of the game the night before, not making silly mistakes, making sure that the game at least gets into overtime if they cannot pull out a victory because every point matters. And by the time this game will come, guys, there will be a single-digit amount of games left in the NHL regular season. And hopefully coming down the stretch, the Red Wings can get into the playoff spot smooth sailing. So, guys, I want to talk about this Maple Leafs game just a little bit more. I think that the Red Wings can and will win this game. The Toronto Maple Leafs are on their way down. James Reimer is playing kind of poorly right now. It's kind of unfortunate for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have had one of the best seasons they've had in a long time. But they are on their way down in the standings as a team. Their entire mantra is going down. Jonathan Bernier, he's down right now with an injury, and that is honestly the main reason as to why the team is playing so poorly. And this is a golden opportunity for the Red Wings to get a very clutch victory, guys. And I just have to say for this Tampa Bay Lightning game, if the Red Wings beat the Maple Leafs, the Lightning game will be watched with ease by a lot of fans because at that point the Red Wings will have a solid set in the standings and a game right after the Maple Leafs playing against Tampa Bay who is very strong you know they're playing so well this season and guys I mean they're in the third spot Tampa Bay with 87 points and 72 games played the Red Wings only got 80 points I mean they need to get the victory but you know like I'm saying guys the Columbus game the Toronto game two very important games to win must wins I would not call the Tampa Bay game a must win win.
But guys, coming off of a very long week of hockey, like I said, to wrap it all up, Gustav Nyquist, NHL's first star of the week, Daniel Alfredson playing great, Brendan Smith playing great, players are coming back, and Anderson Helm Bertuzzi is sick, but we got Gustafson back. Hopefully, Pavel Datsuk will be able to be back out on the ice. But, guys, that's all I have for you. And hopefully, the Red Wings can get as many points as they did last week. This week, going down closer and closer towards that playoff stretch. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's edition of Octopi Hockey Town. Make sure that you bring that golden eye and keep an eye out for our next special edition of octopi where we will bring in a couple of journalists and analysts into the impact studios for a roundtable debate and our debate will give insight on the rest of the nhl regular season and most importantly which 16 teams will compete to be a part of that 2014 Stanley Cup championship run. You can keep up to date on all Red Wings information if you go to www.impact89fm.org sports. Go to Detroit Sports and click on the Red Wings. As always, guys, this has been Austin Goodman telling all of my listeners out there to keep on keeping on. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Thank you so much.